We are back. Last week we took a break. I had I had a class I had to attend for become a better coach. So that's a good excuse as to why the podcast didn't record. <laughs> These guys were fully in the dark until Austin's story like the other night. They're like, oh, are we recording? Cody doesn't yeah, know that he can just like you could just message well, like the like the Instagram chat that we have saying, Hey, are we recording? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was I was being kind of a facetious there when I did that to Austin. It was more of a joke. And I did see, I was actually messaging Austin. Um, and I'm like, hey, I wonder what Anthony's doing. We're like, I don't know. I haven't heard from him. And then I saw your story about that uh, class that you were in last Sunday. It would have been right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So all good in the hood, man. I had that. Um, my update, Mark has officially, Mark wanted to test the free meal for the past two weeks. And now we officially have it in the plan. So every week we have it now in the plan. Um, I didn't Boy, hit legs. Big. I didn't hit legs this week, which was fairly disappointing. Um, my parents were in town the past two days, so I just decided to take a three-day break from the gym, kind of use it as a mini, mini break to just take some inflammation off off the body. Really, kind of just give myself a little break from being in the gym all the time. And yeah, so. Check-ins went well. Everything's going good. Clients are going good. Slowly growing. Um, everybody can listen. Stay tuned for Thursday's episode. Um, I'm having Lauren Conlon come on the show. Um, one of my favorite episodes I've recorded yet. But I will be releasing my announcement uh, Wednesday on my Instagram page and Thursday on the podcast. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, I don't know why you don't because that's probably where you find all of us. Um, but my big announcement comes out on Wednesday at some point. So I had to go do a photo shoot for that, make myself look a little pretty. You know, I got I got sunburnt, which is great. You know, sitting out in the sun for like 30 minutes. It's never good. For being 75% Italian, I somehow get burnt all the time. Um, but other than that, dude, just adding – I added a few athletes. Um, and, yeah, just creating plans, doing a bunch of different things. Um, so who else – who wants to take the next go? Oh, I would say nothing too crazy here on my end. Um, last week, actually, I was super swamped with had some work stuff blow up end of the week and then over the weekend. So it's actually all right that we ended up uh, not podcasting. So I was I was swamped, but uh, all good here. Nothing, nothing crazy new to report out of the norm to Cody. But oh, also happy Fourth of July to everybody. I forgot to say this to start the podcast. It's not, it's technically the day <laughs> after, but we're recording on 4th of July. So happy 4th of July to everybody. Independence Day, motherfucker. <laughs> know it. Okay, awesome. No, like, like I said, nothing crazy. So let's hear about the big man over here with this, with this whole pre muffin, pre muffin free meal over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Didn't we just talk about that two weeks ago about the muffins pre workout? And we were like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, past week, honestly, nothing too exciting. Or the past two weeks, uh, finished up first unit of summer anatomy for PT school. That sucked, but <laughs> moving along. Um, on to unit two. Um, this week, I announced, because I was kind of in the dark with it for a few weeks, about whether I was actually going to continue to prep or not, based on you know how my shoulder was feeling and everything. So I did make the post that, Yesterday, Mark 19 and 20 weeks out, everything's looking good on 
my end with Matt. So we're going to keep it rolling. He, this weekend, like I said, he gave me one off-plan meal. And honestly, I wasn't even feeling like I needed a full meal. So like I said, I just added the two muffins to the pre-workout meal today before my back and biceps workout. So and how's feeling the good there. How's the pump? pretty damn pretty damn good. Uh, the only disappointment was I was really looking forward to one blueberry muffin and one chocolate chip, but the blueberry there were none, so I had to replace with banana. Oh, oh man, nah, that doesn't work for yeah. me. Man, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good with like I'm a banana bread fan, but like that I'm very very peculiar on my banana bread though. Yeah, see, like I was even looking for like a coffee cake muffin. Didn't oh, have yeah, those yeah, either. Yeah. Oh, that's Ooh. what? So that was like over two. Damn. That's a shame. Uh, but so, yeah, it's the worst when you're like uh, looking forward to it too and you can't find honestly, what you yeah. want. Then, then it's like already a, a downfall before you even get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So last week, so last week I, uh, I upgraded from five rolls of sushi to six rolls of sushi. Um, very bad titration skills. My stomach did not. My stomach did not want to handle six rolls, but I put six rolls in myself. Um, I got to like the last like four rolls of it and was like, "Hmm, am I gonna make it? I'm. I. I have to. Like at that point, you're so far in. You're like, fuck it. I just gotta finish it. So I had six rolls, and then this week I had a. Um, what did I do? I went out with my parents. I had some steak and potatoes, because I always find like I always cook steak like really freaking bland and really like poor. And so I'm like, there's nothing better than going to a steakhouse and actually getting a steak. Yeah, I did something. So Austin's already doing cardio. Dude, you're like 19 weeks out. What the fuck are you doing cardio for? I do cardio year round, man. I don't want to drop a heart attack. Come on. <laughs> what are you doing? Just 30 minutes? 30 minutes, six days a week, low intensity. Um, I'm on incline five, speed three on the treadmill. So like bare minimum intensity. Yeah, that's yeah, really not nice. bad. Usually, I'm like 10 incline, like three speed. Yeah. Usually, <laughs> actually, yeah, actually usually I'm now like, I'm, I'm now like straight. I'm now like zero incline, like three, like three on there. <laughs> I'm walking as slow as a snail. Um, no, because I have no cardio. So, um, but I also, so I took like, so I didn't have my leg day, and my leg day always makes me jump up and wait like an extra pound or two. And so I didn't have my leg day this week. So my arm day was my last day. And arm day, I go up maybe like a pound after. Um, but so I took off those two days and I've lost like four and a half pounds. It's fine. It's all good. Free meal. Maybe I'll get another free meal this week. <laughs> maybe I'll get two. <laughs> no, I just got to get, I just got to hit legs again. I kind of actually miss not hitting legs. It's like the one session you look forward to. Um, but on that, on that note, um, we could bring up what we wanted to chat about, which there was a post I put on my story. I don't know if you guys saw my story beforehand um, or not. Um, it was from, I want to get this name right because I don't want to, because he, because he deserves credit for this. Uh, Justin, he lost. Yeah. Justin, Justin O'Donnell. Um, oh, yeah. So he posted why your legs won't grow. And... He talks about people not willing to take that next level up in your leg days. And I find that's a hundred percent true. I find there's a different level 
to leg days than anything else, at least when it comes to top bodybuilders. Like you look at like, like you look at like shoulder days or something like that, or chest training for pros or something like that. And then you watch like a leg day video that they do. Like the intensity is just like a complete different level. Like, I don't know how to explain it because I want to let you guys kind of explain it a little bit, like what you guys go through before it. But I get like anxiety, like the day before the session, like the night before it starts to ramp up a little bit. And like the morning of it starts to keep going up until like I'm in the session. And then there's those big movements that you just get really amped like for and like really in the zone, which is why how many times do I bring this up? This is why I listen to my Beethoven on leg days because <laughs> your boy's got to keep it down. Um, but I want you guys to take, how do you guys get to that next level? Like, or what do you guys see? Like, I know we all, we all coach athletes in some sort of perspective. How do you get your guys to take it to that next level? I mean, for me, honestly, it's like, it's just something that you have to figure out how to do. And I think it started off a long, long time ago on me. It, it's always been a stronger body part for me. So I'm probably a bad person to ask. Um, but I've always enjoyed it. Just I've absolutely enjoyed training legs. But it's like a love-hate. Like I enjoy it, but yet I hate it at the same time. Or I'm scared of it at the same time. Because for what like it takes out of you and the preparation. It, 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 like, every single one of your points was exactly spot on. It just, it absolutely takes a, a different mindset, a different readiness, preparedness. And that's honestly why I can't do it during the week. <laughs> so maybe I even take it too far, but um, just for me, that's just kind of how I think about it. Uh, yeah, but how'd you, how'd you get there? Like how, like a lot of people don't understand what it takes. Yeah. Like us three have gotten there. Like you said, it's kind of like a skill you have to learn to take it there. Like, how did you, like, how did you take it to that level? Oh, uh, I don't think I have a good answer for that. Austin, why don't you go first? Or why don't you go to that? Maybe, maybe I'll think on it here. Honestly, um, I'm in the same boat with Cody. Legs have always been a strong suit for me. So yeah. anyone who's followed my Instagram, you could click back and see how dominant my legs were in my physique. So I can relate to that. But honestly, when it comes to progressing the intensity of the session, I don't think you can just wake up one day and have the intensity that like the three of us or even people that are superior to us mm -hmm. have. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a process. Like I will look back on leg days from a year ago, from two years ago, and look at how much more I can consistently give in the sessions that I do now. And I guarantee a year from now, I'll look back and say the same thing. So it's something that, again, it's not like, you do have to essentially flip the switch when you're going into those working sets. But at the same time, you can't expect yourself to have pro bodybuilder intensity in your first few leg days of your life. It's just realizing that Whenever you do think you hit 100%, you really didn't. And gradually building up to what you, at that point, perceive to be 100%, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I think, you know, what also helps you, like, looking, like, like just kind of observing, is, like, the amount of videos that you take. Like, it's how yeah. so, like, so, how so stringent you are. Because this is the one aspect. I put it on, I was actually talking to another coach about this because they actually responded to that story. 
And they were like, I 100% see this in my athletes. And I fully agree too. You know, I see the guys who keep, who consistently send me, I always say what's client success. I wrote this the other day. I said, send training videos. Like I put it as one of my points. If you don't send training videos, your intensity won't level up. It's just that, it's just that thing. Your body, like when you have to take it to this place, your body doesn't want to go to it like at all. Like that's the one thing like you kind of have to learn. Like that's the skill. The skill is to kind of turn off that mechanism that tells you, hey, we have to like, you just have to shut off every single like, like pain, like pain, like receptor that you have and somehow find that place that just like you blank out. And I didn't learn it until I kept sending Mark videos until I kept sending Mark videos until I kept sending Mark videos and more and more and more until I developed that point where he's like, you got it. He's like, you got it. And then you still send them videos because as you progress in weight, like something's going to falter. It's going to be form. It's going to be something, something's going to falter. And this is going down a whole nother rabbit hole, but the intensity aspect, is, it's actually, I don't know about you guys, but I've talked about it on this, on this before. It's, I talked about it with Nick Gloff because when Gloff came on, I really wish we had Gloff for this because Gloff is like the perfect example. He's like, he's like, it gets so dark for him. Like they talk, like it gets like, you have to take it to that dark place in your mind. And how do you guys kind of, how do you guys find that? that dark place like in there um let's see i'll jump in before cody um and i'm going to say i don't i really don't go to a negative place per se again it might be you could call it a dark place but i really don't dictate my sets on negative emotion okay i used to i used to yes um but it opened up a can of worms for me where it was like, I always felt inferior. Even if the sets were great, even if the sessions were great, using that negative fuel always left like a sour taste in my mouth. So but didn't instead, that push you, but hasn't that pushed you to be greater then though? It, ha it has, I think people can still utilize it, but I think a more sustainable approach, especially for, if we're talking more of the general population where you're trying to get as much out of out of them as possible i wouldn't have them no. like leverage leverage that negative intensity as much yes but i usually switch it to honestly at this point because i've been training so long trust myself i've been here a thousand times i've done thousands of legs hard leg sets in my life trust yourself trust your form and go to work and know that it's something that you have to do in order to level up if you want the improvement and you're leaving reps on the table it's not going to come at the rate that you want it to so it's one of those where you just have to take a hard look at yourself and say hey this is something i absolutely need to do yeah i also agree with that i think it's a you know when you're when you're talking to a gen pop person you can only person you can only put a gen pop person so far and i think this also comes with like managing expectations with an athlete or whoever your client is, you're like, Hey, I know you're gym pop. Like it's going to be slower progression for you. Like no matter what, like, like it just is like, it's just like, it's, it's just the way you're like, if you're like, if your thing is not on competing, that's it. We're not, it's not diet. Like, cool. I'm going to get you to failure, like teach you how to actually train, 
but you're not dying in that hole. Like there's not, I like, I don't want you to mentally drain you out because that's what those dark moments really did for me was they completely drained was, was like completely shut me off for like the rest of the night. Like, that's why, that's why I actually like doing likes too. Like Cody. Now I do mine on Friday night. Cause then I have the whole weekend to recover from that. So I'm not like put yeah. in that hole because I've been there, but I find the negative sessions. If you're a bodybuilder, they are, they are a skill that you need to take that you need to use at some sort of point. Like it just, it helps you overcome like with likes, you're going to, you need to overcome barriers. I think you're also right with the trust thing too. Like trust yourself. Like I always get really like, say, like, say even you put 10 extra pounds on there, like on a leg press, you're like, holy shit, I'm putting 10 extra pounds. Like, like for some reason for us, it gets like, sometimes for me, it gets to that point where I'm like, I get really anxious, like right before the set because, but I think it also shows that you care about your progression too, as well. And so I guess my two cents on this is, well, I got a lot of stuff I'm thinking about, but I will say like to Austin's point and what you just talked about too, like I'm becoming, as I get older, even really in the past year, I'm becoming to get better at it because anyone who knows me or is around me, lack of a better term, I'm fucking insane when I train legs, when I train anything. And that's just, just how human, I am. Or just as a human. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 100% intensity. And I mean, I'll, I say this to everybody, like I, I will die before I let any one soul outwork me in the gym. Now, is that being smart? Not all the time. And I, I realize that and I know that, but that's just my mentality and my work ethic, I guess. But it does, I, I'm my own worst enemy in, in that sense. But I found myself recently, more so in the last year, um, and I've heard like Dusty Hanshaw talk about this, and I started to, like, I could chop it up in between sets, and I could laugh and tell a joke, but like when it's ready to go, it's fucking go time, and yes. I don't see anything. So many times, like, there's people like, oh, did you hear this? Or, oh, sorry, I, I tapped you, or it's like, no, I didn't. I, I didn't realize any of that was going on. I was so locked in. So as you progress through your training and as you age through your training age, quote unquote training age, um, I find myself being able to flip that switch back and forth rather than being like three hours locked in anxiety through the roof. Yes. Um, don't get me wrong. Anxiety starts the night, the day before. Um, and you know, before a heavy intense leg session, it still does. I still have the sets that shake the shit out of me beforehand. And, um, yeah, those, those crazy locked in sets fry the shit out of you. I am not going to lie, but that's just what it takes. I think, um, to be able to take it to the next level. Yeah. You can't you know, just go in there hunky dory and, yeah. you know, you see it all the time at the gym, you know, like I, I see it on my Instagram and all the time, you know, all smashed legs today and they post their workout, you know, a three by 10 of five different exercises and they post video of them. And the 10, 10th rep looks like the first rep. And th all right, let me hold on. They should all look identical. <laughs> they should all look they identical, all, dude. We're not, we're, not, you, we're not these guys. You know, you know what I mean, though. There's no exertion. There's no, like, oh, three sets of 10, and you aren't laying on the ground crying after every single set. Well, what do you mean? Like, in, in my head. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm usually um, lying on the ground for, like, I'm, like... Like I'll go to a thing where I feel like my brain's about to bust, like on a leg press. 
Yeah. That's where I like to be. Like, like, I feel like for us, we don't get satisfaction unless we feel that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, take it, like you take it to that place and people hate it. But I forget who talked about it. Um, I feel like it was on Fuad's podcast at some point. Um, or he mentioned it like the other day or something. Like Branch Warren calls it like, like when you find that level of pain that you take it to, that's like euphoric. You strive for that. Yeah. And you like, you really don't want to do it. But you say fuck it anyway, because right. you're safe. If you're in a leg press, you're fucking safe. And well, maybe not. Well, if you're uh, well, some leg presses, some 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 old ones. Probably the ones that Austin has at his gym is fairly probably not safe. But oh, the um, one I had is not is not safe. Yeah, exactly. But but for most parts, for most people, a leg press has a safety where you're not going to get crushed anymore. And right, people don't have that mentality even there. I'm like, you have a safety. Like I tell my athletes all the time, I'm like, if you have a fucking safety on your leg press, there is no reason, no reason to not go until you bottom out. Like literally there's none. And right. so it, it's uncomfortable though, Anthony, it's uncomfortable. It hurts. Oh my, oh my God. It's fucking uncomfortable. I hate when people say that. I legitimately hate when people say that. If yeah. people tell me something is uncomfortable, I will tell them they have to suck it up and fucking push. And that, and that, that's just funny that that goes for anything in life. Yes. Just think about it, guys. Anything in life that's worth something that is, that, that has a good outcome. It's never easy. That's a relationship. That's, um, that's anything in life. Yeah. You're not right. You're it's not, not easy. Wrong. It's uncomfortable. Fuck it sucks. That's, that's life though. So life's not and I mean, like, life's and, and not I full had, of ups and downs. Like, life's not full of just ups. Like, right. we've all had our downs. Like, Austin got this injury. Like, this shoulder injury actually took Austin out, like, mentally for a little bit. Like, mentally. Oh, yeah. And, yep. And so, it's like, there's always things that go – there's always things. Like, when I moved here, like, my original my original first few weeks here were horrible. Like, like I was kind of just, like, alone, kind of whatever. Like, I thought it'd be great. But the first few weeks, I kind of had that, like, home little sickness a little bit. And, you know, what? it's uncomfortable, and now I'm through it, and I've grown from it. And I think a lot of people are just – a lot of people are just scared of that uncomfortable. And I don't really know how – I don't really know how to teach it to my athletes, honestly. Like, there's some point – there's some things that are really hard to teach. And – I know Austin, I think, might, uh, Austin might for, have a better Austin might have a better experience with this because he actually trains with some of his with some of his athletes, um, which probably aids in that. Like, I would love to be able to have like give me like one leg session with every single one of my athletes changes the complete ball game of how they train for the rest of their time with me. Or they'll uh, never talk to you or uh, be coached by you. Or they, guys. or they, or they quit. <laughs> just like, just like everyone who sees me train legs, and they go, "Oh, I want to hop in with you," and then they hop in for a set or two or work in. I don't see them again. Oh my god! Wait, I am, I am doing a leg session with a top five super heavyweight national level bodybuilder. I am fairly afraid. I am going to get buried. Can you name drop? I will not name drop because it has to deal with like the announcement. <laughs> Nate Spear. Oh, it's not Nate Spear. Nate Spear lives all the way up in up in north north. I, don't know. I was just, I was just um, shooting the shit. Right I'll let you people. guys know after, but I'm very afraid to do that. Is, but is you know it what? is it me? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Austin, Austin's gonna be the next super heavyweight. We're gonna have Austin's journey. Like, we'll just be like, we'll be like on like chatting with the bros episode like two hundred, and we'll just be like Austin. Austin's like, I'm gonna get my pro card, <laughs> and I'll just be like, I still haven't competed yet. I'd be like, I'd be like two hundred weeks. I'll be like, I'll be like Marco. I'll be like, I'm three hundred weeks out. <laughs> how many? How many perfect days? We'll see. Right. That no, I, just, I just think it's crazy. Like, I just don't, I, I don't get how people don't want to train like that. Like, it's, I fucking love it. It's like, hard. I just love it. And I mean, you, and even like, even I find new life. And I say that, but I'm just some bodybuilding tinker or 27 year old who likes to train. So, like, I'm not a great, huge, massive IFBB pro or anything like that, but I find new levels to my training game quotation marks like yesterday for example i had three leg press sets the last one was an absolute widow maker i had my roommate my best friend mike spot me and it was just a new level of where i was able to take it on that last widow maker set he was there with me i and i just absolutely took it to another new level and it took me five to seven minutes, I think, from when I checked. I don't know. It was a couple songs on the stereo. That's the only reason why I know. But I just stood at the wall and kind of drank some water, kind of wanted to puke, and was kind of dazed and confused for like five to seven minutes. And I, you know, I wanted to get in my truck and leave. Um, and then, like, Mike came over and was like, hey, I'm out of here. I'm like, yeah, I haven't moved, man, besides just five <laughs> feet from from the, the leg press to this table over here to get some water. Yeah, um, I, I sitting on the that was my, ex, that was my experience. Oh, I had another one yesterday too. I took a, all right, get this. So we, we, you know how we, we fight tooth and nail for small little progressions. I took a two and a half pound plate per side. So that's five pounds total yeah. on my hacks, hack squat top set. Or natty, it was my the natty it, progressions. I I, I, was, am, I am going with everyone. The it, natty fucking progressions over here. <laughs> oh, did we lose him? Squats. And I nailed a PR on all three sets um, by a rep or two, whatever. It's a PR, right? Um, that last set, I yelled and screamed as, as if I, like, missed the set. And Mike thought I was just pissed off. And I was like, no, I was just ecstatic because I went and stormed off. But, but then again, that goes back to me or explaining earlier and how you just don't realize your actions almost like when you're in a set like that. When you're in it, man, you don't even know what's going on. You're just nothing, so locked Nothing in. bothers you. Nothing bothers no. you. I told you, it's that no. euphoric feeling. It's when you're in that pain, it's just like a feeling of euphoria and you just like don't know. And you're just enjoying right. that. You just, the only thing that you hear, like it's when the music drowns out, like everything like goes, like everything kind of fades out and it's just you and the weight and you push yeah. that weight up and that's it. Right. I fucking love that. Like I, like when you teach people to really, when you teach the person to train, right. It's like, man, dude, they, they hit that and they're like, oh my God. They're like, that's the first time I've ever trained. There's a difference between hey. working out. There's a difference between working out. And there's a difference between training the muscle. Thank you. But well, there's also, a difference between going to the gym and working out and training too. Yes. I, 
I actually use a tactic. So also kind of talked about um, not taking it to that level. So when I take it to that level, I was remember I was watching um, Ross, um, one of the muscle mentors on his Instagram. And he, and he talked about like doing this little dance, like after he gets done all his rough sets and it's like a reset for him. It's like when he gets done, like the hard set to not, to not kill him. He like, he like does a little dance. So I'll have my music and now I'll play something like really fun. Like I'll just play like an EDM song or something that gets my, like to get my mood back in it. So like, like you kind of talked about before when you're in the gym and you talk to those people and like you have that switch foot. My performance at my old gym, back at PA, my best performances ever in the gym were during some of those sessions where, hey, I was talking to people like in between my sets. And then when I got to my set, it was go time. Because I think the number one thing is people don't enjoy their time in the gym. Like, like they don't have, like people are so uncomfortable with the surrounding that they can't enjoy it. And I think having people around you that support like you and what you do, like having those people and you get to know, like, like get to know people in your gym because there's a lot of people with a lot of cool backstories. And like, there's a lot of cool people that are just like, that are just like you that just like love to like work out, but you're just too afraid to kind of talk to them. Like these people will aid you in having better sessions. Mm-hmm. And then again, yeah. if you're all there in the, in the first place, you have something in common. Yes. <laughs> You know, rather than that person at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, or the people well, you work with. My big ass bag at, J- at Jasmine Rice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Honestly, I think I used, I pretty much used that same technique. Like after a set, honest to God, I just did it either two or three leg days ago. Um, I, oh God, what's the name of the song? I did my two, my top and my back top set of hacks. And the first song I put on, I think it's, I think it's called Your Power by Billie Eilish. And I was like, I just gotta, I just gotta drown it out because I know if I'm still fired up to go to leg press to do my warm up sets, it's gonna go off. You're, I, you're off. I'm just gonna, I'm, my system is just going to be spent. Yeah. So I had, like you said, and I'm the same way in my gyms. Honestly, if anyone has ever trained with me, and like if they're listening to this and have trained with me. It's a complete spectacle. When I go into a gym, everyone will say hi to me. And it, I, I enjoy that. And like you said, take your time that you are in the gym. Enjoy it. Um, and I know those people that do say hi to me and chat it up, and whatever they want to do. If I cut them off and say, hey, I have to go do a set, they're not going to be offended. They, they know why I'm there. They respect my time. I respect their time. And it's, it's just a good mutual relationship. Yeah. Like I know the owner of my gym that I joined down here. And I'll just go and like throughout the workout, like he'll fist bump me and like, we'll, we chat it, we chat it like real quick. And then it's on to the next thing. Like I chat, like while I'm, while I'm walking to like my next, my next exercise, like my next machine Uh I got to use, like those intermittent breaks just help so much with like refreshing, like my energy. Even I, it's either that or it's the 120 grams of carbs I've been taking. I don't know which one it is. Um, (laughs) We'll just go, we'll just go with the talk about, but I think, I think a lot of people would benefit from getting to know more people in the gym. Um, because I remember my first like five years in the gym, I would just be alone, like kind of just use my sessions, like just me. And then it started to become bigger. And then it started to become me and like my workout buddy. And then, then it changed back to me now. Like even at my gym I'm at now, 
like, Hey, I'll say hi to some people who are regulars that we train at the same time. But other than that, it's typically by myself and I kind of don't like it, but that's also kind of my fault. I probably should talk to more people. Um, you know, I run a podcast for Christ's sake, so I could probably talk everybody's ear off. <laughs> um, but I think we kind of nailed that one. I think you just had to, honestly, I think we can all agree about this. You just had to nut up and just didn't just do it or get someone that's going to be there in person that you see train and have them take you through a set, like have them spot you. Like, like, honestly, I bet Austin, like at his gym, if someone asks him for a spot, he's absolutely there. And I bet, and I know you, you always like to keep to the person's like their type of training and stuff like that. But if someone asks you for advice, you're like, Hey, I'll take you through a session real quick, or I'll take you through like an exercise real quick. And you push them to that limit. And they're like, Oh my God, like that learning point. So you really just have to nut up and fucking just do it because you're never going to get anywhere, which kind of leads me to the next topic that I wanted to talk about, which is, you know, can we give a real, I want you guys to give like a real aspect to progression because I don't think people understand how, how slow progress truly is. <laughs> like, like I want to, I want you guys to give it. Cause I know Cody, Cody has struggled with growth because he needs to eat like a million different, he needs to eat like a million grams of carbs over here. Um, and Austin is taking you years to get to 260 pounds. So <laughs> I think you guys would be probably the best to do it, but um, I'll just let you guys go ahead and talk about. Well, you heard my progress. little, you heard my little two cents there on the two and a half pound progression or five pound progression. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was for one extra rep. And I was ecstatic about it. I mean, once you, I mean, and that was like three anything. They're not taking any progression on top of that. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. And honestly, um, the biggest thing for me with the progression is being able to like wrap my mind around the fact that I can still make progressions where I'm at without necessarily increasing load um that's one of the biggest things i it's easy to get caught up in the world of progressive overload or nothing but at the same time you can look at progressive overload from different aspects other than load and rest and it's simply by just trying to make your set harder if you're directing more tension to where it needs to be you're going to overload and you Utilizing those techniques, especially as you get more advanced, you know, the training age starts to add up, the wear and tear on the joints, all that. If you can utilize those techniques more to your advantage, that's when you're going to see the most growth because you're not as fixated on constantly loading more weight and just burying yourself in areas that you don't necessarily need to bury yourself. Like I said, joints and connective tissues could take a beating by consistently doing that. So by training your desired muscle with different methods, you can be able to get more growth that way. Yeah. I think I find, I think I find with a lot of people is they don't own the weight. Like that's the term that you want to use probably is own is. Yeah. We do that. Like, like that. And, and honestly, it's just being perfect. Yeah. I know. You know how tough it is though. Like for someone, like I have a few guys who are more beginners and it's really, really tough to explain them how to really get their muscle to contract and really get it to fire. But once you do, 
then then any weight becomes really easy. I try to actually get people, you know, I always find it always starts with how you actually use the muscle, like with growth. Like if you just go from A to B, you're not going to get anything. Like, yeah, you'll get some growth, but like Austin said, you're going to get a lot more injuries if you're just moving load from A to B. Whereas if you learn, I actually try to teach people like, hey, let's work on this outside the gym. Like, let's just work on like, hey, let's, let's work on like moving like your elbow, like from like here to like down into your hip. Like just think about moving it back and you'll feel your lat contract. That's and awesome. Like you, I'm like, you, you, you stole the words out of my mouth. Sorry. My phone's in my pocket. <laughs> but uh, so like that, that's perfect right there. Cause I was just going to mention earlier, John Meadows, look up all his activation, all his lat activations, his, his exercise index that he has out there. Those are amazing for listeners in the audience out there who want to get to know how to find lats, how to um, activate certain muscles and how to get prepared and really how to do actually a whole bunch of different movements. Sorry to interrupt there, Anthony. No, because I think it's No, true. you're totally right. Totally right. Because, you know, how did I actually – a lot of people go uh, – so when I started with Mark, I was – Everybody knew you got like, well, you guys didn't follow me until like after for a while, but um, I had a really shit, I had a really shit physique, <laughs> like really, really shit physique. Now I kind of have like an eh and I have an F physique. I've made it up like a level or two. Um, what is it? How did I actually get my back to grow? I remember practicing scapular retractions all the time. Like, even though we're taught now, like you kind of go through things and as you learn to get deeper and more advanced into it, scapular retraction is not necessary to grow lats directly. Um, but how did I learn to really contract my back was by, was literally by doing this. Like Austin's gonna be able to see this. I legit like went like this and like would dig down and I would practice this and I would send, I actually would send videos. If Mark's listening, I would actually send videos of me doing it with no weight and being like, hey, is this is what you want. Like I would take them shirtless. Legit would take these pictures, take these videos shirtless, like in my room, and I would practice these, like with hit, like like with the camera, and I would see, you- hey, is my lat contracting? Like, I think a lot of people don't practice these. Like, cool for the for the gen pop person, like I said, progression is going to take way more time, no doubt. Because hey, Anthony, do that movement again. I'm looking at my phone now. <laughs> and then you just like, like bring it down like a wide grip. Like it's oh, not, yeah. it's like Here. not how you're going to, it's not how I would contract my lats now. Like my lats would come like this. Like now I've learned to go like that, but that's the initial so, thing. <laughs> you guys, you guys know that too bad. This isn't a recording. Do you guys know this one? So I, I was putting stuff away. So this one was the one that John Meadows told me you go like this. Okay. All the way down. And then you open up and then you drive that elbow down here. Do that. And your lat should just turn on. I know you can't, Austin. You're driving. Yeah, Anthony, no, I do can that see with it, me. Could I? Chime and it'll in just here like so it'll cr- it'll cramp up your lat. Yeah, Austin, and it just activates. No, I just wanted to chime in because I want to make sure my hundred thousand dollar physical therapy anatomy education isn't going to waste, and I can actually <laughs> use it. Uh, you're totally right. So, like, um, Anthony, you were doing like the wide grip pull on variation. So in that case. You were really getting a strong mind muscle connection there with your teres major. Yeah. Um, because your your teres major as opposed to your lat 
your Terry's major is going to be responsible a lot more for adduction. So bringing that elbow close yep. to your rib cage when your elbows flared. So on the contrary with the lat, like Cody was showing, he's totally right. Because if, if you guys follow, I know the N1 crew talks about this a lot. Um, using your lats, uh, your lats will use your rib cage as yeah, leverage. It, it browns it. So your lat, your lat will still be responsible for adduction, like you will if you were doing a wide grip pull down. But your lat, again, like you said, because it does use your rib cage, it's primarily going to be a shoulder extender. So if you're extending the shoulder, you're going to have that path of motion where your elbow is going to be close to your side, and you're really trying to dig it into your hip real down by that um origin point of your lat so that again they're great techniques like you guys mentioned john meadows um hypertrophy coach does the exact same thing on his website so he's got a bunch of golden ones there too yeah I think well thank you dr austin <laughs> not yet not yet i'm still not joking you know we, we gotta we gotta pass first yeah, I think I think that's just important though. I think it's important if you're a bodybuilder or you want to go into bodybuilding, like practicing your contractions outside of it. Like practice like squeezing your chest. Like just put two fingers like on the middle of your chest and just squeeze. Like you'll feel your chest activate. Like one hundred percent. You're, you're and so think, right. I think a lot of people don't take that time in the beginning because they're so worried about that that load, that load, that load. That you don't develop that my muscle connection. So when you're lifting what what you're lifting with like 90 pound dumbbells you could be getting the same activation out with 60 pound dumbbells or you're gonna be getting yeah. more out with 60 pounds and then you build up that 60 pounds to 65 to 70 75 80 85 90 and then you get to those 95 pound dumbbells where you're at and your activation's way bit way better and you'll get yeah. more out of it i always tell people what we, since we have like been ultra focused on my, developing my muscle connection, what we can do with like a 20 pound weight, people can't even do it with a 60 pound weight. Like I can like, literally, I think I, I thought about this before too. So like on my back offsets and then James Hollingson said this on a pad podcast and just totally reassured my thought process. I could fuck myself. So like doing a set of chest presses. Say I do like the 120s or 125s for like a set of eight to 10. Mm -hmm. I can literally ruin myself the same way with like the 90s as I can the 120s. Just in how I'm able to control and contract everything, every millimeter of every rep. And, and that takes practice. I couldn't do that five years ago, but now I could completely, I, like I could wreck myself with an SSB squat of four plates i can also wreck myself with two plates yeah by total focus on contractions now there is Honestly, that, that makes sense there is a there is yeah. a disagreement though with like internal feel that m1's kind of talked about before with like the whole squeezing there is that there is a point where you do like if you're up at four plates on like a smith incline or something like that like fuck off <laughs> like literally like good job trying to just focus on squeezing your chest at a four plate incline. Like it's not going to happen. Like if you're going to do that, you're actually going to more so injure yourself. There's more of an opportunity to injure yourself at that type of weight, but it's the proper intent. Like when you get to a heavier weight, it's the intent of doing it. Like, Hey, what am I focused here on hitting? Like after you develop that mind muscle connection, then comes that intent factor. And that's when, yeah. that's when it adds to it. If you have, um, 
let's go back to that four plate Smith incline example. Mm-hmm. If the person that can press the four plate incline, like you said, brought the attention to be able to contract their muscle that they're trying to work without load first and has built up to that 405 rather than someone who's just arbitrarily gotten to that weight. Um, person A is going to make exponentially more progress yes. because they're going to be directing the tension where you need it. Like you said, doing those activations with no weight is so vital because if you can't get a solid contraction with no weight, how do you think you're going to get a solid contraction once you start throwing load in your hands and then you have to worry about all the other different factors of actually having an intense set yes and i want people to get across something real quick have you noticed we haven't mentioned we haven't mentioned food at all during this whole thing like like people i think people like underestimate people just go in i think we talked about the port we talked about the intensity part you can go in and do your three sets of 10 but if you're not obsessing about your training I don't know how many times I have to talk about this to get it to someone's head or to get it to people's head. I'm like, when you start to obsess about it, you start to obsess about that mind muscle connection. You start to obsess about all those little details of the training. Watch what happens. The food will work. The food will work itself. And you can't, and you can't bring up food until you actually work the muscle, right? You know what I, you know what I say, and I, I, I didn't come up with this, but um, Justin Haley talks about this all the time. You have to give your body a reason to change. Okay, stimulus. You have to give our bodies that they're used to the same stuff over and over and over, the same through ten you're doing every week with some weight or a variation into it. You're not forcing that adaptation. You have to force your body to change and recover and grow. And that starts with fuel your training, your fuel your recovery with the food. But if you aren't giving your body stimulus a reason to change and adapt and adapt, yeah. well, that's your training. So okay. that's that obsess and focus on your training. That's why I've always post whenever someone posts a that makes sense. No, when everybody posts a story on training that's really really good i will repost it because it just means so much because people just don't get it like like we talked about like that's what we talked about like why do you think it's so important for us coaches to have training videos like austin knows that like because i bet his guys have made the best have made the best damn progress when they started obsessing about the training absolutely and honestly i could vouch for that too personally because that's one of the main reasons that I actually hired Matt Jens because I know he's a coach that obsesses about training and it's, it really, I've always obsessed about it. And I know having someone that can, you know, guide the ship that does the same exact thing. It's just, it's a very comforting feeling. But I also bet, I also bet that his training program is fairly simple too. Keep, keep it kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. That's what you have to do. People want to add it. We're, we're not all Cody's here. We won't add in like triple, triple drop set, um, adductor, um, calf raise supersets. Um, but- oh, I, oh, I know. I know I mentioned those, but that's literally like <laughs> one thing I do. You I know. know I'm, I mean? ju- like, I'm fully, I, I'm fully joking. I was just, I was just right. busting your fucking chops there. 
satisfied. No, and, like, yeah, don't get, don't get me wrong. Like I love to do that stuff, but it's like for one set on the day or on the body part or something, you know, like that, you know, and it's something to take it study. past that level. You, you're d- Yeah. And, it's something and, and I've done all my heavy compound. Right. And I've done my, my, my top sets. I've done my strength work. It's literally at the end of the day or end of the session where let's do something nutty and, and let's get the metabolic work in, so to speak. Um, and, and it's fun. You know, I like to do those things. Yeah, I think it, I think, it, but yeah, like I say, it's, it's not my whole training session. <laughs> no, no, I was just, I was just busting your jobs about that, but you know, yeah. I think all of us, when I send the training plan over, also it's probably the same way. Like when I send the training plan over, it's really, really simple. It's like really, really simple. Like it, like people are like, that's it. And I'm like, no. okay, wait till you send me videos. And then it will take it to the next level. I'm like, that's that's where the magic is. It's like the magic's yeah. there. Like it's just your sure. efforts. Your efforts not. So, and then you, yeah. like I say, you have to you have to match the food to the training. If you're not training hard enough, hey, I can't increase food. Your body's not going to utilize carbs the way it needs to utilize the carbs. Like. It's not going to need those intra workouts. Like if you're not training hard, there's no reason right. for intra workout. I believe it's an energy balance equation, which can be hard to find sometimes. An energy balance equation is the hardest thing to find. I will, as much as you think you can master it with someone, it takes a while. Like I just finally right. got there. You have I'm to be a robot and meticulous, and everything every day has to be the exact yes. same. All because if you have 10 different different variables 10 different days you're you don't know what's going on but if you have one variable at a time or like you know hey i got 2,000 extra steps every single day well that's one variable not i got 5,000 monday i did 20,000 on tuesday and i didn't move on wednesday um everything was normal on thursday you know what i mean like then you have no idea what's going on hey i stressed out this much like this day right. and I stress out this little on this day. I'm like, so how are you handling things? Yeah. So how are you handling it then? Because that means you're right. handling it differently or you're not handling it at all. You're just trying to avoid stressful right. moments and you're just avoiding things. I think a lot of people don't know how to, there's a lot of different variables that things like we talked right. about this, we talked about this the other week, like meal plans versus macros. When I have to worry less about what you put in your body, the better. Like if I can control what goes in, and and what goes out in terms of training and output like when you control all the variables as a coach cool like sometimes yep. for people it doesn't absolutely work for the bodybuilders a hundred percent i say that's just following a plan you want to grow if you want to grow lean tissue you have to keep what you're putting in your body like exact or just be consistent with it right Yes. Like you can't, like you can't be doing, you know, like, like I said, IIFYM does not work. Like if you want to grow, if you want to grow muscle, like as much as we say, you get so much flexibility with having 500 grams of carbs, 600 grams of carbs, like 700 grams, as much as you think there's flexibility, there's not. Right. Well, it's just consistency too. There can be. Like, look at you though. Like you got up to 1200 grams of carbs and look what you, then look at what you had. I bet you had the same sources. 
every single oh, day yeah. throughout that whole off season. And the only thing that you changed was increasing the amounts. Right. And even my free meal slash, it was just a cookie. Insane. It was the same cookie. Every, it was a ginormous Iowa cookie co cookie. Look it up on IG. I had the same one every week, the same box of white cheddar Annie's pasta every week. Cause I liked it and I enjoyed it. And I knew that's what digested. I knew that's what worked. It was the same variable, just like Austin's muffins. If he keeps the muffins in like every free meal, well, it's constant. So when he needs to make a change, he pulls a muffin. If you're eating cookies pre-workout, so your coach gives you a high day and you have the same two cookies pre-workout and things need to change, you need to go into a prep or a fat loss mode, you pull one cookie. Yeah. You have you have a variable to change. You know, So yeah. like we're talking about being chicken and rice, chicken and rice, or if you're doing, you know, our, I used our free meal as an example. You know what I mean? Keep those constant even as well. If you're not having a, a pizza one weekend and then having six burgers the next and then you kind of you're kind of all over the place or something like that you know what i mean if you're doing that multiple times a week because your body adapts so your know. body adapts to every right. single source that you put into your body like your body will adapt to something and it's either going to give a positive reaction or a negative and you have to read your body with that and you have to let your coach know too because that's also a fairly important thing if you're not noting things to your coach it doesn't like like i bet austin will tell him hey that, that muffins fucking worked. Like, I bet, like, Austin would probably tell Matt, hey, I had these, I put my free meal, like, like I put, like, two muffins, like, pre-workout. Yeah, that's actually part of the check-in. Um, usually, it'll ask when your last off-plan meal was and then what you had. And then, from that point, you could elaborate, like you said, on did you feel like it worked? Did you feel like you got a solid pump from it? How was your digestion with those foods? That's, I mean, and that's what makes, at that point, makes you a good client because you have a coach that reads that and they're like, wow, this person gave me excellent feedback on something as simple as, wow, they added two muffins to their pre-workout meal. And then they said, oh, this is how well it worked or how well, or how it didn't work makes their job so much easier. Yeah. I think that's a big, I think I will always say it comes down to, you really want to grow with a coach. It comes down to communication. Honest feedback in, I say details. I get people that give me like one-liners on like their on their biofeedback markers. I'm like, I can't do anything with this. Like I can look at your photos and kind of see how you look, but that's also like I don't know. Like for some people, hey, I don't know what you had yesterday. Like that's that's kind of what it comes out to. Like, hey, what did you have yesterday? Were you more stressed? Like you can't control how they're gonna look that day. Like they could be holding water that whole day. And you're like, cool, but they hit a new low like during the week, but then their weight's like up like two or three pounds on the day of check-ins and they look horrible. Like, like there's things that you have to be able to read. And I think that's so important as like, as a client to understand, but bringing it back to everything, I think developing that mind muscle connection is really where you're going to grow the most. Like, like you truly want to grow. It's not just, it's not just taking it to that intensity it's matching that intensity with the execution of it, which is why we as why we as people who obsess about training obsess about it, because we know it's the training that gets the results like in the end. So if you have shit training, nothing's gonna like Cody said, nothing's gonna adapt and change, like at all. Yeah. Right. 
your body doesn't have a reason to adapt to change because you didn't give it the reason. Interesting anecdote with the way we handle this training discussion. I think this is valuable for everyone listening. Notice how we talked about mind-muscle connection, how we talked about getting yourself mentally ready for a set, hitting proper intensity. Not once did we mention, well, what's a better exercise, the flat barbell press or the flat dumbbell press? I think people get way too hung up on trying to optimize the perfect program in terms of exercise selection, number of sets, rep schemes. I think that too much effort for most people and too much energy is expended thinking about that rather than expending it in thinking about how do I make my sets better? And again, effort and intensity with proper execution dictates all. God damn, you're sounding like Matt Jansen over here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've I've, I've heard You know, um, I want to bring up one last thing before we head off. Um, My client actually, so my clients were struggling with this. And this is why I kind of made this kind of like the highlight of it. Because I like to use things that I see in my athletes or that we see in our athletes and make the discussion about that. Because this is where, because there's no doubt other people that are struggling with this. Um, The one thing that he said is he's so worried about what other people are thinking about, like while he's lifting. Like, Oh, remember, dude, you can't give a fuck. Like, I remember being there. I remember being that guy. Like, the fir- like when I started training, like, really, really hard, um, I got afraid of, like, being, like, stared at, being everything. Like, who's watching? Are they going to critique my form? Like, it's something like that. Like, you know, you have a coach for a reason. You film the videos for a reason. It's so that they can see that. You don't need to give a fuck about anything. Like, they'll be like, like, I see this all the time on some people's videos. Like, I'll see them, like, doing, like, an arm exercise or a chest exercise or something or whatever. And they'll, they'll be having a video. And the camera's, like, here, like, like, facing in front of you. And when you're, like, barbell rowing, you look over at the camera. Like, like you're so worried about what, what you look like in there that you're taking away from that mind-muscle connection. You're taking away from that intent. There's nothing happening. Like, if you're literally not focused in on that set, nothing's happening. <laughs> like we talk about, you're moving weight again, A to B. It's like, hey, right. I'm just moving this weight as many reps as I can for as hard as I can. It's like, now, now, granted, anecdotally, there are some bodybuilders who have been able to get away with that. But they also, also play, they also play second. They also play second at the Olympia. So you can like, they can also look at a weight and build muscle. Yeah. So you can't get away. There's only a few bodybuilders ever that can get a, like that can get away with really, really sloppy form and grow. And anyone listening, probably listening to this podcast. This is not you. Yeah. Not you. Nor is it any three of us it's, on this podcast. Nope, because, because you know what, no matter what, all three of us, to be honest, we might not even get IFBB Pro. Like, truly be honest, like it might not be in the cards. But we give a shit about other people making their progress. Because we can help someone else become IFBB Pro. Like, you might not have it, but we spend, we spend hours and hours like reading about this and really obsessing about it. Because we want to get better. And how do you think we've made changes? How do you think we've made like massive changes 
in our lives, we got better. And we obsess. And it's just like the lessons. The lessons of this. This episode might be the best episode that we'll do. <laughs> Truly be honest. I think this has been the best one so far. It's been and bring content build. Yeah. I think that people, I think if you don't really listen to this, you're missing something. I'm going to tell every one of my athletes to listen to this episode. I'm going to be like. You dropping it tomorrow? Yeah. I'm going to be like, you better be, I'm better, like, you better be sending me videos this week. Like. <laughs> yeah. T- a mandatory 10 question quiz for every client on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys listen? Hopefully you listened. If you got to this far, you better have listened. Um, no, I think it's just, you know, I really want us to really start emphasizing different parts of this aspects rather than I know we just shoot the shit. Like we shoot the shit in the beginning, but get into like aspects of this, because I think it's really important for people to understand bodybuilding and understand progression because it's not easy. It's taken, it's taken, it's taken Cody till 27 to get to 200. What, what are you 200, like 10 pounds? Well, it didn't take me that long. I was 296 when I was 18, 17. Yeah, but then you got down the wrong diet. 296. So is this why is this why you have shredded glutes? <laughs> the wrong 296. Let's say it. Austin, when are we gonna Austin, are we gonna see Austin be the 300 pound bodybuilder? Probably soon. I if I'm gonna compete at any national level, I'm gonna have to be 300 pounds at least in the off season with God, my height. Heavy. But you know what that tells me that that my body can hold at least 296. <laughs> it has the bone structure to do so because it's already done it. You don't even need to be doing. You don't even need to be doing like superset calf raises, man. Probably with that weight yeah. on you at at your bone structure, you probably develop good calves from that. What am I doing wrong? I just need to start doing the bigger, faster, stronger program again and eating a box of ho hos a day. I need to get back <laughs> to my roots. You need to eat like six boxes of and of uh, and uh, mac and cheese. That's what you need to do. Yeah, get back to my roots. Uh, meanwhile, I'm over here. I I can't go back to my roots. I would be like autophagy central over here, <laughs> 100, 125 pounds. Maybe I'll get there when I do my first show. Maybe I'll be natural and I'll do my first show and I'll just be like, I'll like be shredded at like 125 pounds. I'll be like, look at me where I was back, back at 17. And look at me now. Dude, it's crazy. Dude, I just think that naturals don't understand it too. For you guys to get to where you guys are. I know we don't we we talk about it a little bit, but it does take a you have to go to that level. Like, and I like how like two hundred pounds. A lot of times you get dick skin lean. Very 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 rarely are they natural. I hate the I, I hate the emphasis that you put on Instagram. Everybody looks at Instagram and they look at these guys that are fucking jacked. I said this last week or two weeks ago, I think on the episode, on our episode. You can't look at guys on Instagram and think they're natural. Because a majority of them are not. They're either on, number one, they're either on SARMs, which is dumb. We've, if you haven't listened to my episode on why, why you shouldn't take SARMs, you're an idiot. Um, they're either on, or they're on PEDs, or they're genetically gifted. Because I'm over here at one. Or a combination of, the bo- of both. Or, yeah, a combination of all three. Like, Everybody says it. It's a very small percentage of people that can go pro that are gen- that are natural, and people on Instagram will do anything for views. And you don't see what goes on behind the scenes. 
Like, you see Austin eating a fucking bowl of, I don't even know what the fuck he's eating right now. We got ground beef and rice. And honestly, to add to that, and I think a lot of the natty or not finger pointing gets exclusively saved for bodybuilders. It's not true. <laughs> Classic physique, men's physique, females, everyone's MMA using. fighters? Everyone. Yeah. Football players, People everybody. Track career. athletes. If you think, if you think, like, I, I think I said this on an episode. If you think, or I said it on the other episode, because we went over, um, because I released my GH and Insulin episode. That was epic, by the way. I was just going to say that when Austin was talking. I, I was going to get to the point, but that was an epic episode, man, because I'm a nerd. And so, and, and I actually follow him on Instagram and have for a long time. And I've watched all his YouTube videos and all his educational content. And that was just amazing. Yeah. Anyway. I've put, I've, 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 I've wanted to dive into PEDs for so long that he's a good one to get some knowledge from. I'll tell you what. I really put, well, I've also gained knowledge from Austin too. Austin South's really the one who gave me all those knowledge to ask those questions. I also knew the answers to some of those, I knew the answers to a good amount of those questions. Right. I just wanted to get that information out to people because they, out to the listeners. Because we're going to tell it straight up. Like I said on that episode, if, if an athlete is in their contract year and they're having their best year, and they're not getting hurt, or they are hurt, and they miraculously come back in like a week. What do you think they're using? Like you think they're just like, oh, we're just gonna tape this shit up? No. Number one, no. They're taking GH because it's gonna help with recovery, and they're probably taking some sort of PED. Drug testing. People think drug testing is so like, so strict, and so stringent. How the fuck do you think these guys would make money? If you, just you know what angers me so much about the general thought behind it is who cares? It's their body. It's their life. That's what I'm saying. You're getting paid to play a sport at the highest level. I honestly want to see these guys run steroids. To truly be honest, watching Mark McGuire or watching Barry Bonds hit 60 fucking home runs in a year is yeah. awesome. Baseball is already boring enough. Why do we – why would we uh... – why would we not want something to get the, the, like the crowds into just, it and get the people there? I just there. don't understand how people are so oblivious to it. And then, like, bodybuilding gets thrown out, like, thrown out the window when it comes down to it. Like, roid rage, all that. That's what I hate. Because people don't listen to people like us who do it responsibly, who do it safely, who educate. Well, there's the one or two idiots that have made, uh, that have made the news, and that's what everyone then coins – the general pop as you know what I mean? Does that so, make sense? So if you're someone who is general population, you have to change your expectations. 100%. It takes, unless you're very, unless you're dialed in, like, like, like Cody said, unless you're dialed in every single day, you control all your variables, which gen pop won't for a majority of the time. It's going to be a lot of, Hey, we're going to take steps back to take three steps forward. We're going to take another step back, take two steps forward. It's not going to be as simple. It's not going to be as simple as go, go, go. Like if you have your variable set, hey, it can be go, go, go. But for a majority of people, it won't be. So I just want to set that expectation because we've made progress. All three of us have made progress by how stringent we have been on covering our variables. Like don't expect, like I put on 20 how do you think I put on 21, 20 pounds in a year? Like I ate the same foods. 
I did the same things every single day. I did not, I didn't, I rarely missed training sessions. Even in a quarantine, I rarely missed training sessions. And it, Austin has a goddamn gym in his basement. <laughs> Crying out loud. Right. Like, uh, I would say to the put it on weight thing, I put I, exactly what you just said. I did 20 pounds in a year also. And that's just doing the same thing last year from November 2019 to November 2020, you know, like, like people just got to change their expectations. Like if you're not going to be hundred percent, don't expect hundred percent results. Right. Like you have to be, you have to be okay with that. And I tell people, I tell people that all the time. I'm like, no matter what, Austin could probably say this cause he's an actor, like he does coaching. And so do you Cody, like you see people all the time be like, Hey, I want to get these results. And you're like, okay, where's my effort to get those? Like, I've had the same talk to you over and over again about effort and consistency. Well, so, and the worst part is everyone wants it overnight, which I've touched on before, and it doesn't happen overnight. Nope. Took us a year to just gain 20 pounds. I bet I'm going to gain, like, five pounds this year. Like, and that's a year of doing everything perfect, being year, perfect every day. A year of doing everything right. So far, so far. One downside. Yeah. One downside of coaching and making, you know how you always say lead the way with your, with your results to dictate that for your clients, which is totally true. Totally true. The one downside is having people expect the results that you get. That you get. Like, like, like my thing is, Hey, you want to make the results? Like I have been follow me around for a week. See yeah. what I do. Be in your training sessions. What we talked about. Be in the training not, not only that, in the training, the, the 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 yeah, the eating, stress management, recovery techniques, proper sleep, all yes. of that. Like they and then if it's I ever had that boring. experience, the client would be like, "Wow, that's literally all you do." Yeah, it's all we yep. do. We obsess about it. <laughs> like literally, I get I get stabbed at and made fun of all the time. But guess what? It's what I like to do. Yeah. And for some people, that's okay. Hey, we can, we can help you lose 10 to 15 pounds. It's not the hardest Like thing tonight, ever. I'm probably not, I'm going to have to wake up for my first pee break to fireworks because I'm going to be in bed because I would rather sleep. Okay. Now I'm crazy. You're also but. like a psycho. Well, you're also a psychopath a little bit. So we, we already know that. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw a 4th of July festivity uh, joke. We have there. off tomorrow. Stay up a little later. Okay, eight thirty. Yeah, eight thirty. That's what I like to hear. You know, don't don't like Jesus. But no, <laughs> I hope you guys got that point across. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. We talked for like an hour and twenty minutes. I hope you guys learned something. If you guys didn't, re-listen to the episode. Seriously, there's a lot in this episode that if you miss something, you need to go back. Because we're not here just to do the shit. Like shoot the I didn't do this for my health. Like, <laughs> like we're here. We enjoy podcasting for your guys' enjoyment. So take it what you want. If you guys enjoyed this episode, all the thing, all of our Instagrams are in the show notes. Go follow all of us. You know, go go share this episode on on Instagram, Facebook, whatever you want to share this shit on. Go share it because this is how we really change lives is by getting people what we see as coaches and we tell it by the truth because that's why I got these guys on this podcast because these guys don't, these guys don't mess around with this stuff. 
I could have got I could have got Joe Blow to be on the show. I got two guys that I fucking love talking to, who love the same things that we do, and we want to get people results. So, if you guys if you guys need any coaching, hit either hit either three of us up because Cody doesn't officially do coaching, but Cody knows enough where he'll get you started enough to where you'll. We're just questions and answers and helping exactly. helping people out. Where DMs are open. Seriously, me and Austin are me slide and Austin, in. Me and Austin are on Instagram so much. <laughs> so, look at Austin put on his revive shirt. Look at look how cool this is. Wow, you are such a. We're not going what's on screen, but you're such a bodybuilder, bro. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, if you guys enjoyed this episode, thank you. Announcement coming on Wednesday, on Thursday, on the podcast. Wednesday on my Instagram. Stay tuned. It's the biggest thing that's coming. These guys both know. It's changing my life. It's going to change your life if you're interested. So be prepared because it's going to be awesome. So hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you for listening to this episode of Chatting with Rose and the Ace of Spada podcast.